Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Studio Sweden Headphones. This year, I committed to better quality all around. I love some good sound, and I am absolutely obsessed with my Studio Sweden Regent headphones. I wear them to record each and every conversation I have with the incredible guests you have on this podcast, and I snagged a pair of the Trey headphones for my husband for Christmas. He is in luck. We also have a special discount for you, Radiant 15, that you can use over at Studio Sweden to grab your a pair of their rockin' headphones. So I've linked that up in the show notes and it's businesses like Studio Sweden that bring the Radiant Podcast to you. So go show them some love. Hello, party people. This week I am so excited to have my friend, and confidant and mentor Kate Crocco, a confidence and mindset coach, joining us for the Radiant Podcast. This is the only guest we have ever had on twice, so she is pretty special and carries so much wisdom into the world. I am in her mastermind this year, and she has totally transformed my life with her wisdom, and I am so thankful for her insight, and I know that you guys are going to so enjoy this episode. So without further ado, hey Kay. Hi. It is so good to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you were our first guest we've ever had back. So I just love you and love wow. all of the wisdom that you carry. You've saved my life on many occasions. And so I would love for you to kind of just start by, you know, touching back in on who you are, what you do for some of our new listeners. Um, and I'll link back up Kate's old episode in the show notes. Um, but I'm just so glad you're here today. Tell us about you and what you've got going on. Thank you. Well, it's an honor to be back, and that's pretty special. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking back. I'm like, things were so different the last time that we had this episode together. They were. Man, things have changed, and I'm excited to start talking with you about that today. So I am a confidence and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, and I help women who have businesses step into their power and really start to feel more in control of their business, push the fears aside, the stinking thinking, um, get really strong in their boundaries, strong in their confidence, and especially strong in their faith. That is I mean, that is what we've touched back on many occasions. And, uh, you know, when I'm having a meltdown, I get to call you and I'm like, Kate, help. <laughs> um, what um, are the things in your business that make you come alive? How has your journey evolved from having your own practice to um, having a group program to working one-on-one to a mastermind? I would love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I... I think I shared this on the last episode that I started as a psychotherapist. I probably got into a little bit more detail of how I got there in the last episode. Um, but I started a psychotherapy practice. I launched my own business September of 2014. And within three months of opening, 
I was able to quit my nine to five. I had matched my salary. It was crazy how quickly it it just grew like that. Um, I did put a lot of work into it, but what I'll say is I didn't put quite a bit, quite as much work into it as I needed to put into my online business. So the success sort of came quickly and little by little, I was sort of introduced to this online business space. Um, I had joined B-School, which is really like a business sort of program to teach you how to have an online business. And through that, just really got interested in online entrepreneurship and especially coaching. Um, I loved how different it would be from therapy as a therapist. Um, I wasn't able to share my story. there was sort of a disconnection. Like I loved working with my clients. I loved supporting them, but I wanted something deeper. And when you're helping someone with severe, you know, mental conditions, you really have to set a lot of strong boundaries. And, um, I just knew that I wanted, I wanted to do more. I wanted to have more of a connection with my clients. So basically I felt this call. I felt God just tell me you need to try this online entrepreneurship thing. And I just did it just for the heck of it. And again, I thought maybe it will be easy because the first business came like the success came pretty quick. Um, and I was just really knocked off my feet because I was not expecting how hard it would be. And through that, I mean, that's that's really where I, I gained the skills and the knowledge to help my clients with the things that I need to help them with today, with their mindset, with their confidence, with, you know, setting boundaries with their clients, with their family, whatever gets in the way of their business. And yeah, things have, since I launched, since I started, things have really shifted and changed. Um, when I had the business in the beginning, it was all about the hustle and, uh, about 10 months or so of a season of hustle of working 70 to 80 hours a week. And then I found out that I was going to have a beautiful baby girl. And I was, again, completely like knocked off my feet. And I had terrible morning sickness. And Kelsey, this is actually when we were supposed to record the first episode, I had to cancel a couple times because I was so sick. I don't know if you remember that. No, I, I don't think I realized it at the time. And now that I think back, yeah, yeah. it was about six months before you were due. So that makes sense. Yeah. But So you were only 10 months into your business when you got pregnant? Yeah. Into yeah. this business? Yeah, into this business. Wow. And how did that, you know, you had created this pattern at the time of hustle, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. Was that when you decided to change your structuring or say, I need a new pace? What made you really change your pace? Yeah. So it was all about the hustle. I was slowly losing, really losing sight of the, like the reason why I was doing this, right? Like the reason why we get in, most of us get into entrepreneurship is to have more freedom, to be able to spend more time with our family, to spend more time with our friends, to travel, do more of the things that we love to do. Um, for some of us, like spend more time with God and all of that went to the wayside. And it was just like this, I like this overcoming, uh, I don't know how to really even explain it, but it was, I was just so, just so in it and just like stuck, like 
all I could think of was the business. All I could, everything was just eat, breathe, sleep, business. That's all. That whole, that whole 10 months was really just a blur. And like from the outside, it looked like I was really successful. And I was like, I was making a lot of money, making an impact, helping hundreds and hundreds of women, but slowly like losing sight of everything that mattered the most to me. And I truly believe that God was telling me, cause I, I had like a bunch of health things, like health scares, um, early that year. And I think God was just trying to tell me, Kate, you got to slow down. Like you're losing sight of the things that are most important to you. And I wasn't listening. And then I think he was like, Kate, I'm going to make you listen (laughs) and I'm going to bless you with this beautiful baby girl and you're not like, you're not going to have a choice. Like you no longer are going to have a choice. And that's what happened. I became pregnant and was so excited, but also terrified and was so sick that I literally could not do anything. Like I had to lay in my bed every day for almost four months. I was so sick. And thank goodness I had all of this inspiration right before I became pregnant. I had launched a group program. I had launched a mastermind. I had launched a membership site and a bunch of passive products, like everything I could have launched. I don't know how. It just all happened. Like I had all this inspiration, launched all this stuff. I had, I think it was like six or eight weeks of content that I had created, blog posts, posts, all this stuff. And thankfully I had somehow the wisdom to know at that point that I was doing way too much and I needed some help. So I had hired some people in my business to help me. Like literally two weeks before I found out I was pregnant. Wow. Yeah. And to this day... My girl Megan is still with me. She is a saint. She's an angel. So luckily, because I had worked so hard during that time, um, those three to four months, I really didn't need to worry. Like income was still coming in because of the work that I had done. You know, my social media, all that stuff. Like we had everything sort of on like auto post. It was all going out. So no one had any idea. I didn't tell my clients. I was afraid to tell people I was pregnant. Um, I was afraid that they would think that I wasn't going to take my job seriously, that maybe I was going to quit doing what I was doing, or I was going to be less competent. I don't know. I had all these different fears. It was crazy. And then finally, I was like, I'm like four months pregnant. Like, I need to tell people soon. Like, people are going to, clients are going to find out. And I told one of my clients and she was like, Kate, I'm so excited for you. I don't understand why you haven't told us sooner. This, like, I have even more respect for you that you're able to do all of this and be growing a human at the same time. And that just like, I needed that permission. And after she said that, I was like, yeah, why am I hiding? Like, why am I not telling people? This is ridiculous. Why am I going through this alone right now? And thankfully it was like a season of literal sleep. Like I would have a session with a client and then I would go take a nap for two hours or get sick. Um, And then I'd go have another session with the client. So it really was all a blur that first trimester. But yeah, then I knew that I needed to just, I think I had gotten so used to surrendering. And like, that was my word of 2017 was just surrender. Like I can no longer control things. Like I've tried so hard to control. And what I noticed was the more that I surrendered, like in little ways, 
God would show me he was faithful and provide. And again, like income was still flowing in and I was shocked. Like, how is this happening? Like I'm literally laying on my bed right now, unable to do anything. And he's still providing, he's still taking care of me. So yeah, that that's where I was when I guess that first sort of season of my business. And then I guess moving on after that, you know, I, I kept actually, and I want to talk about this a little today about trust because the second I found out I was pregnant, I knew, and I may have shared this in the last episode that I knew my baby was going to come early and I don't know how, I don't know what the reasoning was, but I just knew it. And Everyone would tell me, like, you're a first-time mom. There's no reason why your baby's going to come early. Um, Most likely your baby's going to come late. Like, we're really sorry to break it to you. (laughs) And even the week that – the day before my water broke, I was like – I went to the doctors and I was like, I feel like – and I don't mean to be graphic or anything, but I feel like this baby's about to pop right out. Like, (laughs) I have so much pressure. Like, you can't believe. And the doctor was like, I'm sorry, hon, but you probably have four to five more weeks to go. And I went home and I was was just crushed. I was crying. I was like, this can't be. Like, I can't imagine myself any bigger, any more uncomfortable. Like, I was so swollen and so uncomfortable. And I was like, I just feel like – this baby's coming early and I don't know why I have this feeling and then why this is not going to happen. And then literally the next day my water breaks and I have the baby on Easter Sunday. And that lesson has been, and maybe this is what the whole lesson was, but it's just been that I need to trust myself more. Even when other people in the world tell us that our ideas aren't right or the direction that we're going is not the right direction for us, you need to just trust and go deep and get connected to what you truly desire, what you truly believe, because you are the only one who knows what's right for you. Absolutely. I think I've spent an entire year learning that lesson. Um, it sounds like for we had different, different roads, but a, a year of restructuring last year, mm. would you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you see a common theme? You work with quite a few entrepreneurs, creatives, you name it. Do you see a theme of this major mindset of hustle in the beginning? And then, you know, for some reason or another, most people coming to a place saying, I have to pivot. I have to slow down. I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most, most of the women coming to me are experiencing that. And what I like to say on that is I do believe that there's times in our lives and in our lives and our businesses where seasons of hustle are okay. And I think Mm -hmm. we tend to talk about like the negative aspect of hustle, like it's a bad word, uh, like it's not supposed to be hard, but I do believe that there are seasons and without that season of hustle, my life wouldn't be as simple as it is today. Absolutely. Do you, so, I mean, sometimes I, I find myself kind of following, falling under the line of belief and this could change in a year, but maybe that hustle is necessary in the beginning or, or like you said, for a season, like there's a time for running and a time for resting. Totally. I completely agree. And I like, even right now, I know this is been a very slow season. Like I've, I'm like, this can't get any slower. Right. And then the next day I'm like, gosh, I couldn't imagine this getting any more slower. Like it just, I feel like it just keeps getting slower and slower. Like I mentioned with you two earlier, like today it's snowing here in New York and you know, my baby can't make it to daycare and the husband's home. And 
everyone was sick last week. Um, but I know that there will be another season in the future. Maybe it's in a couple months, maybe it's in a year where I'm going to be in the hustle again. And I think it's just sort of being okay with that and not thinking it's a bad thing or yeah, like I guess just getting hard on yourself if you need to get back into that season. But I think that there is the more that you go between seasons, you know, like you can call yourself out on a little bit sooner and maybe not go to the extreme that you had gone to in the beginning. Totally. Yeah. And, and doing the, the fast season a little bit better. Exactly. Time around. Exactly. Because rest, resting teaches you something. And man, it is, it, learning to rest is a full-time <laughs> job in itself. Totally. <laughs> so how has your business changed since motherhood? I mean, obviously you've slowed down, you've restructured. Um, what are some of your biggest takeaways? Because I know that is a huge transition. Yeah. So before having the baby, I was like, I need a maternity plan. I need to have everything mapped out. And, you know, I think we plan because plans give us safety, like roadmaps, blueprints, they all make us feel safe. They make us feel secure. Like this is what's going to happen next. You do this and that happens. And what I do want to say to the women out there who do want to have kids someday is it's okay to plan because it will give you a little bit of feeling of control in the moment, but you have to be okay with surrendering and just letting it go because the plans that you're going to, like, there's no way to plan for motherhood. That's all I can say. Like <laughs> the only thing that you can plan is to have as much support, like have way more support than you think you will ever need. Because the worst thing you can do is just say no, like no thank you, but set yourself up to have as much support as possible. Like that's the one thing you plan. The rest, you just have to like learn to go with the flow. And I'm a very like planned kind of person. Like I like to know what's coming next. And motherhood has just completely changed me. I've just learned that you've just like... Each minute, each minute of the day is going to change. Like I was so excited on Monday. I dropped the baby off at daycare. My husband was homesick, but I'm like, yes, I'm going to have a few hours to myself to get some writing done and uh, work on my book proposal. And I get a call from daycare. Hey, the baby has a fever. You need to come pick her up. You know, so there's like these times where we think that we're going to have time or availability and you just have to learn to go with it and learn to just really cherish all of those moments because it's going so fast. Today she turns nine months and I'm like, I know it sounds crazy. I'm like wow. one of those moms, but I'm like, oh, this is so sad. My baby's getting so big, but it just, it goes so quickly and it's all about just, the, it's about the flexibility. And one other big thing I would say to newer moms is just really learning your boundaries. Like I have always thought that I've been great at boundaries and I know I have been, but boundaries with a baby, maybe that should be a name of a book or an ebook or something. <laughs> boundaries with a baby are no joke. Like you will have them tested beyond belief. Like you will never be tested like you've been tested before with just any little thing in your business, in your personal life. And you become also very protective. So like I'm very, very protective of my time in many ways. And this is what served me very well in my business. And I can actually share this for the people who 
you know, maybe own a business who are listening. My first year of business, I was all about like giving as much as I could and, you know, doing a lot of practice calls because I'm a coach. So doing a lot of like free sessions, um, giving a lot of free content away, doing discovery calls. And right before I had the baby, I decided to shift things in my business and everyone thought I was nuts, but I was like, guys, I'm setting this boundary and I know because it feels aligned, it's going to work for me. So I stopped doing discovery calls and I stopped doing free sessions. And I put on my website that, you know, if you want to work together, we can first work together through a small intensive. And if we feel the next step is working long-term, then we'll go from there. But there was like no discovery call, like you just book an intensive and that's it. And some people are like, Kate, that's bold. Like that's not going to work. People are going to want to get on the phone with you first. But I just said again, guys, like I've laid that foundation. And when people trust, they trust. And it's about, you know, growing that no like, and trust, especially early on in your business. So then when you do have a season, maybe that you're really busy and you are a coach and you want to not do discovery calls and just do something like that, like it will work for you. So that that's what worked for me. And like, I'm actually launching this mastermind now and I'm back to doing because I have more time back to doing discovery calls and I told my coach the other day I was like this is so weird I haven't done discovery calls in like a year like I'm not used to this anymore and she was just like shocked she's like what do you mean you didn't do them before and I said no like I just in that season of busyness in my business I knew that that was a boundary I needed to set and it served me during that time so again it's about really being flexible if you have a business also that things might change like one season you may do discovery calls the next season you may not one season you may be giving out lots of free content and then the next season may be a little bit different so just being very very, very flexible with yourself. Yeah. So what would you say to someone? Uh, well, I have two kind of questions that will kind of piggyback off of each other. I would love for you to touch more on alignment. That's been, I'd say, I'd say that's one of my words for 2018. And it already feels so good to make decisions that are in alignment with what I actually want, you know? Mm. Um, so I'd love for you to touch on alignment and then you know what? I just lo- Oh, no, nope, I have it. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it. just maybe tell me one question at a time because I will probably forget it. <laughs> well, I'm going to say my second question so that maybe the out of the two of us, one of us can remember. Perfect. How, t- touch on alignment and then what is it like to pivot and do something different that other people say won't work like no discovery calls? Um, that's a bold move. You're right. And that, yeah. I mean, my ears perked up when you said that because it's like... That's awesome. I I thought you had to do it one certain way in order to be successful. And so I would love for you to touch on kind of both of those. And if you forget one, hopefully one of us will remember. (laughs) Mom brain is real, guys. (laughs) Well, I have no excuse, but. (laughs) (laughs) At least I get an excuse now. That's pretty nice. So, okay. So with alignment, yeah. So again, if you, let's just use that, that example of the discovery call. If you are feeling out of alignment and if I would have said to myself, I feel so strapped for time. I feel like it doesn't feel good for me to do discovery calls right now, but it's something I know I have to do or I need to do, or I should be doing. Those three words should have a need. You need to just cut those out of your vocabulary if you want to be in alignment. That's good. So I could have said that I need to do these if I want this to work. And what would have happened was I would have gone onto those discovery calls with an energy of like, 
like I really don't want to be doing these or I don't have time to be doing these right now because I have a newborn baby. And you know, what if these people that I'm doing these calls with, they're just wasting my time. Like if you're not in alignment, like it just doesn't feel right. You have all of this negative energy, but when you're in alignment, so if I would have done that, it wouldn't have worked, right? I would have been doing it the way that people say you should be doing it. And if you want things to work, you should be doing them that way, but it wouldn't have felt right. So I know that I wouldn't have booked clients, but if you are in alignment and you do with what you do, what feels good. So for me, I need to set this strict boundary. If someone really wants to work with me, they're going to do their research. They're going to read my testimonials, maybe speak to some of my old clients, um, you know, read my content. They'll be fully ready, you know, have that no like and trust before they go to work with me and they will purchase an intensive first and then we'll move on. And if they are ready to, you know, do a longer term commitment, then we'll do that. And because that felt good and felt in alignment, that's what worked. And it's really like business and life are as simple as that. But people like to complicate because it seems too easy and because it's like there's no guarantee and it just feels safer to be able to say, all right, this is what people say works for them. So that's what I'm going to do. It's worked before, so it's going to work for me. So it's, it's definitely harder to run your business and life in alignment. It feels like more work, but there's so much ease. And it really can be effortless if you allow it to be. So even when I think I met, I think I told you I had ran a retreat back in September with one of my best friends and we decided, uh, you know, we last winter, we said, we really feel called to lead this retreat. We want eight women there or no, 10 women there. Um, we want it to be around this. We want it to be in New York. Like these are all of the, like, this is how we want it to look and feel, but we don't want to feel pressured. Like we have to do all the things that people do in order to run a retreat, like fancy sales page, sales emails, promotional graphics, you know, all of like webinars, all the stuff, like challenges, all the stuff that people normally do in order to book out a retreat. And we said, we're just going to try it. You know what? If we just do this the way we feel called, which is in, in which is in alignment and it doesn't work, it's fine because we didn't do all of the things anyways. We didn't waste all the time doing all the things anyways. But most likely it's going to work because it's in alignment. And we both of us combined had over at least over 10,000 people on our email list. We didn't send one email to our list. Wow. We only wrote, I think it was like two or three posts on Facebook and two or three posts on Instagram saying, hey, if you feel called, like this is what the retreat's about, this is the date, we're going to host it in New York. If you feel like this is a place you're supposed to be, fill out this application and we'll send you more information. So we do that. And literally my water breaks early, like I told you, Um, I'm in the hospital the day after the baby because we wanted to get all of this done before the baby came and close the cart and everything. And the day after the baby's born, like people are, are signing up. Like I'm in the hospital <laughs> and my uh, online business manager and my best friend, they're like, oh my God, these women are signing up. We're having like, this retreat is being filled right now. And you're like laying on your hospital bed. But again, like it's because it was an alignment and we could try. So I've done launches of things in the past where I'm like, you know what, because maybe it's a busy season or whatever, I'm going to try to do things like 
the way that they're supposed to be done. Like I've, trust me guys, I've done that too. I'm going to do, I'm going to do the automation. I'm going to set all the systems up, all of the emails, all the things, and just let it be like easy and just see if it just runs itself. And launches have been a flop. Like they haven't gone the way that they're supposed to go. And what I'm saying is that that stuff, it's not that that stuff doesn't work. It's just for me, it doesn't feel exciting to me. So Mm -hmm. for someone who's really into systems and really into funnels and launches, like it's going to work for them because it's an alignment because that's the way that they run. But for someone like me, I feel so much better saving my energy into just like being excited about whatever it is and just going out there and talking about it and not having the pressure of a sales page or having the pressure of um, a webinar or all these other things. So again, it's like one way or the other is not right or wrong. It's just whichever way feels more effortless to you. And for me, it's, it's all about the energy. And I just, energy is sucked out of me if I have to have everything done the way it's supposed to do, the way it's supposed to be. Yes. How do you combat that? I mean, obviously you're like a mindset guru, so <laughs> we're talking to the right person, but how do you combat that when A, your Facebook feed is flooded with all the things you should be doing and the formulas that work perfectly? And then B, I don't know about you, but I'm a magnet for the type A personality type that does everything the right way and probably would follow the formulas and have overnight success, but I am a much more fluid person. I'm not black and white. Structure feels crippling to me. While I will put structure in my business, I often hire someone Mm -hmm. to help me do that side of my business because that's not my strong suit, but I also know that when I try to be that, I do not thrive. Um, how do you stay true to who you are, you know, hire out or develop the weak areas. And it's also privilege to be able to hire out. We're at a place in our business where we can do that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in the beginning, it is hard when you, you know, have peers who would do it the way of the formula and have success. And they're telling you, you should, you should, you should, or the Facebook ads tell you, you should, you should, you should, the webinars. How do you combat that. Mm. Well, you've got to try not to look at it. That's all I can say. Like it's, it's not easy because it's, it's going to be all around you. And again, for some people, the formulas work, the systems work, but for someone who, you know, that like your energy is just sort of spent in that area, like you've got to try to ignore it and you have to learn to trust yourself. You have to do it little by little. Like it doesn't happen overnight. Like many, many times, you know, like something I think I shared with you before we got on the podcast a little bit about something in my business that I was like, I've done all the things the way that they're supposed to be done. And again, like the way they're supposed to be done. And it still isn't getting that result that I was looking for, like in the past, that thing that I was working on. And again, it's because... It's like I'm trying to do it the way that it's supposed to be done. And like that's a learning experience for me. And in that experience, I'm like, gosh, I really trust myself even more because this is a perfect example. So each time that maybe you do slip and give into the thing after when you're like, oh, it didn't work or it didn't, I didn't get the result that I wanted to get, you know, you're going to learn to trust yourself even more. I, I definitely like looking back over my 
year can see where little decisions to, you know, stick to my guns paid off. And at the end of 2017, I know myself better um, and I've trusted myself more than I ever have in my life. Mm. Now, I know someone's listening who's probably wired a little more different than us and uh, we're probably the more woo-woo side (laughs) of the spectrum. What do you say to the person, because I know you're a believer, who's like, don't trust your feelings. They lead you, you know, that kind of mentality. Because I'd say, I don't know what your Myers-Briggs is, but I'd say we're probably both on the intuitive spectrum, you know, more than like the, what is it, the sensory one. I'd say, like we we can, feelers. we're feelers and we know our gut. uh, Are you an ENFJ too? Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. Um, so we can kind of work like that. And then someone is bound to listen and they're like, no, feelings do not, you know, you cannot trust them. Um, I know you've had this question or run into it in your line of work. So how do you answer that and still um, equip someone to know that alignment is much more than just a feeling? It's a it's a knowing. Yeah. So for someone who's not into the whole feelings thing, I think that again, it's looking at like what in their life has worked for them. Like, wh- like has doing the formula worked? Has like doing all of the steps worked? And like, what's brought them the most success? Like, what are they most proud of? And how how has that happened? And like looking at those steps rather than maybe like going within and being like, what feels the best? Like for them, looking at that concrete example of what that success looks like for them. Okay. That's good. That's really good because yes, I know. I mean, I have best friends who are wired more like that than me. And so I know that would be probably a question that would pop up Mm -hmm. for someone. So what's going on in your business? How are you evolving? How do you know when to move on from an offer? You know, tell me about what's going on. Yeah. So one thing I was talking about this morning, actually on a Facebook live was consistency and how consistency in our business is so important um, because it's really that factor of like what's either going to make us or break us in our business. Are we going to be successful or are we going to give up too soon and not be able to see the success? And I really just shared about, you know, I think so many people, they either fall into the trap of pivoting too soon like not giving it enough time because time is that thing that is really hard for us to conceptualize and we don't most of us don't have patience so they give up way too soon or they have the fear of like they're super consistent but they're to a point of being consistent where it's now a detriment because they're so fearful of trying to do something a different way even if the way that they've been doing it consistently let's say for a year or two years isn't working for them so it's about finding sort of that happy medium and learning again it's about trusting yourself like have I given this time so let's say like early on in my business you know I wanted to pivot like every day like this isn't working oh my gosh I've had a business now for two weeks and I still don't have paying clients <laughs> I think I need to pivot and, you know, it's like finding that balance because you've, you've got to give it the time. And I've learned that I think there comes a point where when you're just, when you're consistent and you can look back and say, you know what, and step back and say, I've tried 
all of the things that I truly believed would make this succeed, but I'm not getting the outcome I'm looking for. And you know, I know I've given it enough time. I know I've given it my all, so I'm ready to move on. I think that's a very good place to be in. But again, a lot of people fall into the trap of just pivoting way too soon or beating the dead horse and just being stuck and just saying like, all right, I'm going to give it more time. I'm going to give it more time. And it's almost like a, becomes like a procrastination thing because they're fearful of change and how that could affect their life. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you've heard me talk about pivoting a lot this year, so I, I get it. And I totally, um, see the value of not rushing it. I think that I, was trying to rush it this year, but then I also know I, it's like I lived both and out of the that what you just talked about. Mm. There were elements of me this year that I tried to rush it, tried to rush it, tried to rush it. Felt manic, um, and working from a place of mania or fear is never a good idea. Um, or be or making decisions out of it, but then. In some areas, I paralyzed myself with consuming, consuming, consuming. I just need to learn more before I launch that. I just need to learn one more thing. And, you know, I, you know, really towards the end of the year, really felt like I heard God saying, stop consuming and yeah. start creating. Yeah. And I had a wonderful session with you that confirmed that and another mentor. And it's like, wow okay, like God's, God is telling me something because I keep hearing this. Um, so I think that is super helpful for our listeners. Well, before um, you go, I know that we have only a few more minutes left together. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? I know you have a mastermind that's open yeah. um, and this will go live when applications are still open. So I would love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about that and where we can find you. Thank you. So I have a Facebook community called the Confident Ladies Club. I would love to invite you guys in there. It's for women who have businesses or want to start businesses to really just be able to connect with other women, support each other, and also get to talk about your business. Um, it's a great place to find clients, um, find business collaborations. And then my website is katecrocco.com, K-A-T-E-C-R-O-C-C-O. And I have a blog. I post blog articles every week on confidence, mindset, visibility, faith, consistency, boundaries, all the good stuff. And I am, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm launching um, a mastermind that's going to begin March 1st. Um, it's for eight women, and we're going to be just really working together on our mindset, our confidence, and just learning to trust more. And it's a six-month mastermind. Um, there's going to be a lot of one-to-one -one support and sisterhood, and I'd invite anyone who's interested to apply. I'd love love to get on a call and just chat with you. Well, Kate, seriously, I really look forward to seeing how that goes. Thank and you. I'm so thankful you have joined us for round two on the Radiant Podcast, and you know you'll be back on here. So oh, it'll be an honor. For, Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yay. Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback, and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other. Oh,